The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday, September 6, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com I am Bob Hello, Bob Hi Coming up on today's show Jackie Schechner from InvestigateRussia.org Is here today Trump's got to be talking to paintings now in the White House <laughs> after the publishing of two explosive articles from inside the White House. I love this so much. It is the beginning of the end, I think. Wrong. Plus, we're going to dig into uh, the Kavanaugh hearings, and those happen to be imploding by the second. Cory Booker might be kicked out of the Senate for releasing emails showing Kavanaugh's opinion on racial profiling and abortion rights. We are definitely in crazy town now. And if the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to Bubble Genius and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll. Sounds like a lot of you have, given the news of this week. It features the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com, and now more than ever, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Life goes on. <laughs> A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Thanks. Baseball. <laughs> Amen. A man stands alone at a plate. This is the time for what? For individual achievement. There he stands alone. But in the field, what? Part of a team. Looks, throws, Catches, hustles, part of one big team. Bats himself to live long day. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and so on. <laughs> this team don't field. What is he? You follow me? No one. Sunny day, stands are full of fans. What does he have to say? I'm going out there for myself. <laughs> but I get nowhere unless the team wins. Team. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. You give me the respect that I'm entitled to! <laughs> oh my god, it is the Trump crisis day 595. 60 days left until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy, according to Shouty McShoutface, Malcolm Nance, who I've been chatting with about this, uh, this uh, anonymous op-ed in the New York Times. Malcolm and I have some theories. Maybe I'll mention them here on today's show. Oh, look, right over there, it's uh, TV's Jackie Schechner. Jackie, hi. Hi, I'm waving. Can you see me waving? Furiously. Uh, I'm waving back. Oh, my God. Hi. I'm, I'm so glad to have you on the show today because, well, because of everything. I mean, you're exactly the person we need to be talking to today because not only uh, is Russia looming large, the Mueller investigation looming large over Donald Trump, 
and uh, all of these other investigations, SDNY, uh, what's happening in the New York Attorney General's office, and so on and so on and so on. But now it's all come back to the thing that we've been discussing since the escalator ride in June of 2015, which is Trump's temperament, right? Trump's behavior, Trump's inability, his incompetence, his pettiness, his just his nature as a fine. Royal. I wrote the op-ed. I knew it was. That's you. what you're getting at. Fine. I knew it. And of course, now, now you know his response to all of this is, "Why can't you give me the respect?" That I'm entitled to. Right. He's entitled. He's entitled to it because now his entire reason if you're not loyal to him. That's right. That's treason. Exactly. (laughs) And his entire response is, look at all the great things I've done for you. I've been slaving on my hands and knees for you. And this is the thanks I get. (laughs) That's Donald Trump's response to all of this. That's all he's got. He's got that. And oh, my God, this guy is so gutless. He is the most he or she is the most gutless. But I may be saying he referring to this anonymous op-ed writer, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I mean he slash she. And that's I want to preface that now, because if I inadvertently use just the the single masculine pronoun instead of he slash she, because we don't know if it's a he or a she. We don't know. I mean, the New York Times kind of said he in a tweet uh, last night, but then they walked that back. Right. I mean, well, let's just use he for the sake of brevity. Yeah. But it could be a he or a she. Right. Gosh. I mean, I, my overall thought on this is that whoever wrote this uh, is no hero. Yeah. Whoever wrote this hmm. needs to publicly come out and say enough is enough. Hmm. We all think he's reckless and incompetent and he needs to be removed from office. And I think hiding behind this, we're saving the Republic is a bunch of baloney. And I think that those of us on the outside who know that he's reckless and incompetent and dangerous have been saying it all along. Those of us who uh, didn't vote for him, don't believe he belongs in the White House, know what kind of human being he is. Um, You know, I don't think that you get credit for working for him, drawing a paycheck and saying, oh, no, 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 we're we're with you. We're trying to save it. We didn't elect you, whoever you are. Right. We elect we elected. Well, we didn't elect him either. But. But the people who elected him need to know that he's totally incompetent and incapable of running this country. And whatever the shadow government that's going on, the American people in a democracy didn't choose that. Right. So if you think you're a patriot and a hero, you and your colleagues who allegedly believe how you do need to all come out publicly and stand up and protect this country vocally and say, look, you know, here's who we are. Uh, we all work for him. We know firsthand that he's a, a scam artist and, and it's all a sham and, and he's yeah. incompetent and he's reckless and, and we need to get him out of office. And I and I think that writing an anonymous op-ed trying to proclaim that you're a hero in all of this is is gutless for different reasons, right? I mean, the president thinks that this person is, is gutless because and a loser because he doesn't support the president. I believe he's got whoever he or she is is gutless and a loser because they're not coming out publicly and saying enough is enough. Yeah. It's the well, same way I feel about the Republicans who secretly say to their colleagues, we know he's a disaster. Well, let me put it this way. And and you know what? I On some level, I 100% agree and, and respect that particular opinion on uh, on the existence of this person, this, this group of people inside the White House who are at least claiming to be keeping everything from sliding way, way off the rails. And this is what I keep thinking about, Jackie, which is that if we as the resistance, let's just say a bunch of us got together and we decide, okay, we're going to find a a never Trump Republican who can masquerade as a pro Trump Republican, and we're going to get them somehow into the White House as a White House staffer, at the very least, and I know this person that we're talking about is a senior administration official, so could actually be a cabinet-level secretary. Uh, I know, and, you know, I mentioned Malcolm Nance earlier. Malcolm and I are speculating that it's Dan Coats, and we were doing this yesterday afternoon, by the way, before Lawrence O'Donnell was talking about him, before David Frum was talking about Dan Coats. But suffice to say, if we could get someone as a mole inside the White House to flummox Donald Trump, we would do it, wouldn't we? I mean, wouldn't we want to have someone inside the White House or a group of people inside the White House who are routinely stymieing Trump's worst instincts? I think that's a that's a positive thing, ultimately. And we could say whatever we want about this person's motives in terms of actually publishing this op-ed, yeah, whether it's self-aggrandizing like, or whatever. Who elected them? Like, we didn't elect. Like, nobody elected to this this 
this cadre of people. Like I, I don't want these neocons or libertarians or whoever these people are like running my country. Nobody yeah. elected them. Like they don't get to all of a sudden designate themselves in charge of the country. Come out and publicly say who you are, and and you know let let the country in a democracy decide who's going to run this country. Yeah. Nobody decided you were the savior of this country. You don't get to instill whatever your values are on the rest of the country because you got this guy in charge that you think is utterly incompetent. Yeah. Like that's not how this works. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I get that. And it would be fine, too. It would be even more uh, beneficial for the person to come forward if Trump was resigning tomorrow or resigning next week or somewhere along the line. Because if this person comes out and the entire group of them actually go public and they have a press conference and they release uh, documents and things like that and they really blow the whistle seriously and publicly on Donald Trump. Donald Trump's still going to be president. He's not going to vaporize into a cloud of Aquanet or something. He's not going to disappear. So that leaves Donald Trump without anyone in between Donald Trump and, say, uh, the nuclear football or between Donald Trump and, say, issuing executive orders in which he's ordering the military to go start arresting dissidents or something. At least we know that even though we disagree with these people, whether they're neocons or whether they're John Kelly types or whoever fashion of Republican happens to be uh, organizing this cabal inside the White House, uh, regardless of that, if they're standing between Trump and some sort of mega disaster, some sort of galactic fuck-up, I think that seems, at least to me, that seems like it's a, it's a positive thing. I mean, I well, that's know. okay if there were something moving <clears throat> at the same time on a parallel track, right? Yeah. If there were some sort of movement, but there isn't. There isn't some sort of movement on a parallel track. There isn't. There aren't a group of of uh, you know like minded Republicans in Congress who are working on how to get rid of them. Yeah. There isn't. There that's aren't true. a group. I mean, this is one guy, right, yeah. or one woman who wrote this. If there are, in fact, colleagues who feel this way, if there's a group of them, then then some of them need to come out and say enough is enough. Yeah. And and there isn't. There's no movement that's moving on a parallel track to remove him from office. So I'm okay if, if you want to work from the inside out in the interim. Yeah. But but there is no interim. Like right, what right. they're saying is we're just gonna wait until something else happens. Like, are you banking on Mueller? If you're banking on Mueller, then pass the legislation <laughs> that protects Mueller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean they're they're doing nothing and they're actively thwarting the democratic process. I mean you these same Republican senators are the ones who are hiding the Kavanaugh correspondence and the Kavanaugh documents. Yeah. I mean, these are the people who are pushing their agenda uh, in spite of Trump's incompetence. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you write an op-ed saying he's done some good things for our cause, we're just going to keep this moron uh, as the figurehead. I mean, I, there's no there's no honor in that. No, right? there's I no there's no, there's no celebration of that. They're like, we're going to keep pushing our agenda. We're going to allow him to stay at the top until until it just comes to an end. Yeah. But they're still allowing him to campaign for members of Congress. Uh -huh. They're still allowing him to meet with foreign leaders. They're still letting him push through his agenda. They're still, I mean, there's... there's there's nothing changing. They're just they're just running the government in spite of him. Well, I guess you know what? I guess I would be fine with this person or this group of people coming forward if there were still people and, and enough of them remaining inside the White House to continue to flummox some of Donald Trump's worst instincts. I mean, that's I think what I'm most concerned about. That as long as there's someone in there, but I mean, it could be completely irrelevant. I mean, it, you know, Donald Trump, as you know, Jackie is constantly tweeting about rigged witch hunts. Well, the biggest rigged witch hunt is about to happen inside the White House, where Donald Trump starts swinging for the fences, or at least doing uh, Al Capone with a baseball bat swing. You know, the whole uh, teamwork uh, speech from The Untouchables, where he takes that baseball bat and he's like marching around all of his allies and eventually clubs one over the head with a baseball bat. I mean, that's probably happening right now if, if Donald Trump is who we all believe he is. So we could end up finding out who this person is one way or another because eventually, you know, he's going to get people snooping around. People are going to start ratting on each other. But that's the whole beauty of all of this, isn't it? Well, I mean, that's who these people are too, yeah. right? I mean, he's surrounded himself. He's a snake oil salesman that surrounded himself with a bunch of grifters and liars. <laughs> so, I mean, hang on, hang on, she, Jackie. Just made me spit my coffee out. My coffee is now <laughs> all over my computer. I right, hang on. I got to get a paper towel. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? That was so fabulous. I lost yeah. track. <laughs> I've never done this before, Jackie. You have successfully oh, made me snarf my coffee. I mean, it is literally all over my laptop. It is dripping down my desk and on my other computer. 
<laughs> okay, please, please. Get, I sorry to interrupt with my. Wait, spewing. where did I get you? I know where to go. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where, I don't even remember. I, I, I just think I think it was something you were saying about. Uh, well, well, I was I mean, starting to talk about Omarosa, but uh, you know she's a great example. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's Omarosa. Right? But here's why, right? I mean, she's nobody without Trump, right? We didn't yeah. like she's she's a nobody. Mm. She was a reality TV <laughs> villain. And he puts her in the White House, yeah. and then she proceeds to record everything that happens in the White House. There's a shocker. Yeah, right, right. So so if you surround yourself with people who are just like you, right, liars and grifters, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. So I, none of this is a surprise. Like, they're going to eat their own because their instincts are to eat their own. These are these are who these people are. Yeah. He's not surrounding himself with, with the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I say this all the time. It's the great example. It's like if you're in a relationship with somebody and they accuse you of cheating, chances are they're cheating because well, that's that's how cheaters think like mm-hmm. that's that's what Trump is right he believes that everybody's as dishonest as he is and he surrounds himself with people who buy into that yeah and he's so, always done that that's been his yeah. MO running the Trump organization running his TV show correct and and several things have saved him along the way I mean his I think uh, someone Russia. was on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah someone was on Lawrence O'Donnell the other night saying that you know three things have saved Donald Trump throughout his professional career his public career first it was his wealth then it was his TV celebrity and now it's the presidency and you strip those things away and Donald Trump is nothing. I mean, everything falls apart. And and those three things have helped him circumvent the fact that he clearly, based on both the Bob Woodward excerpts and this op-ed from yesterday, that Donald Trump's leadership style inside the White House or whether it's inside the uh, Trump Organization or et cetera, is just ineffective, as the, the anonymous uh, uh, op-ed writer said. He's ineffective, he's petty, he's petulant, he's all of these things, and it's a miracle he has gotten this far, and it's strictly because of those three cloaks of uh, of invincibility, so to speak. We used to say in Washington that people fail up. Yeah, exactly right. right. Like, exactly. I was just saying that the other night. I was just saying, you know what? With the night that the Bob Woodward thing happened, I turned to Kimberly Johnson and I said, Donald Trump fails up. That is uh, mm-hmm. that is unbelievably accurate that he that this is the case with Donald Trump. Because, I mean, people can make the argument, well, how can he be so stupid? He's the president. Well, you take some sort of savvy to get to that level. Well, but it also doesn't take any savvy at all sometimes. Sometimes you just ride the wave, right? Yeah, and that's that's what happens in Washington a lot of times, right? It's too much of a hassle to get rid of somebody. Yeah. So people will recommend them for another department. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and you know, they eventually end up failing up. And I think that not only has happened to Donald Trump throughout his life, but I, and I, I think it's happened with a, the help of an influx of Russian money yeah. um, and, and, and a, a willingness to turn a blind eye to money laundering mm-hmm. or a, a willingness to participate in, in money laundering and mafia operations. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, that's happened to a lot of the people who have ended up in his cabinet. I mean, yeah. these are not not all of them, of course, but um, a lot of them are on their their last Hurrah! Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot of them have no business being anywhere near the White House in the first place, and yet they're there because nobody else wants to serve. That's right. And speaking of those people, I mean, this puts us into the territory of of the guessing game as to who this anonymous op-ed writer happens to be. And and you know why we're talking about that? You know why I'm kind of thinking about that? And I was doing that quite a bit last night, especially where I was kind of I was considering people like Jeff Sessions. I'll get into that in a second. But the reason I'm thinking about the who done it aspect of this op-ed is because the content of the op-ed, as I'm sure you can relate, Jack, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now can relate to this too, the content of that op-ed isn't news to those of us who have been following Donald Trump, even beyond his presidential campaign, going back to right. his time at The Apprentice, his time in uh, in New York as a socialite and as a uh, as a professional uh, grifter and loudmouth. I mean, these are behaviors by Donald Trump that none of us are surprised to hear confirmation of. So therefore, we absorb that, we recognize that as being important and newsworthy, but at the same time, we also go, well, you know, the instinct is to now figure out, well, who this is. And, and and because we've already really been over that territory so many times about Donald Trump being an incompetent doofus. So that brings me to, was it Pence? I mean, there's a lot of discussion. Lodestar has kind of indicated because Lodestar is something that Pence has said. But Pence has said Lodestar, that word, which is a very, very distinctive word, by the way, not used haphazardly. He said that in speeches, but that should lead us to believe that maybe it's someone 
inside Pence's office, not Pence himself. Like, for example, someone who's written speeches for uh, Mike Pence or or I was thinking like uh, like a chief of staff somewhere along the way. Like I was thinking, uh, you know, like I was chatting with Malcolm Nance. I said, well, maybe it's uh, someone at the NSC, some staffer at NSC, or maybe it's it's Dan Coates's chief of staff. I was thinking along those lines. Maybe hmm. it's maybe it's Pence's chief of staff whose name I don't even know. I mean, maybe it's someone we don't even know the name of. Right. Well, I mean, either way, it's a coup inside the White House. Right. Yeah. And so right. The, the, the guy who is delusional and paranoid, Donald Trump, is going to yeah. be even more delusional and paranoid. Yes. I mean, now he's got a reason to be paranoid. Mm-hmm. So this this is going to ratchet it up to 10. And I think I mean, this has been said on the news over and over again since this op-ed came out. If you're worried about the stability of the president and the safety of the United States, doing something like this is the exact opposite. Yeah, I know. Putting out an anonymous op-ed in the New York Times is going to rattle the president even more than he's already rattled. But on the other hand, so, this it could be possible that this rattles him enough to the point where he really starts to telegraph and prove and illustrate all of these awful behaviors in, in the face. Them. Well, yeah, we've already seen them. But what we're talking about now is a different context, a, a context in which a Trump staffer, a, a person, a, a senior Trump official who actually claims to support Trump's legislative agenda, at least, is now saying this. So, you know, the whole idea, the metaphor of the phone call is coming from inside the house. Well, maybe not literally, but, but inside the ranks of the upper echelon of people who surround, I mean, you know, go back to the title of the Woodburn Bernstein book, all the president's men. We're talking about a group of the president's men who are actually lining up to like Caesar stab their guy in the back. But how long has this been going on? I mean, this yeah, is not true. an overnight thing. Well, so since been the beginning. On this. Yeah. Right. So they've been sitting on this for, for 18 months, mm-hmm. or however long it's been, right? Yeah. They've, they've been sitting on this. They're, they're just trying to maneuver behind the scenes to try to keep the, the ship afloat. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that this does anything. I mean, I, I don't know that this is a good move at all. I mean, I just think that this is, you're feeding into the mental illness of a man who's already mentally ill yeah. and you're giving him reason, uh, to, to say, look, see, I wasn't paranoid. I wasn't yeah. delusional. I, you're, you're giving him fodder for all of his worst instincts. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think that this does anything. I think it's incredibly self-serving. Mm. I think this doesn't do anything, uh, to stabilize a man who's already radically unstable yeah um you know he's proven to us that he goes off the rails he's not any farther off the rails but i think now you're giving him uh i think you're giving him an an argument for his paranoia and his delusion and i just i don't know i just i i don't i don't think there's anything good that can come of this i really don't and i and i think whoever this person is is trying to calculate how they can save themselves while still pulling a paycheck yeah i mean you may be right on nothing good coming of this and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i just want to jump in and just say that 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 this may actually go very very badly i mean let's make sure we underscore that that this could turn out to be very favorable to the resistance or this could be an utter disaster where Trump, uh, you know, starts, as I said before, starts swinging for the fences. He starts mm-hmm. arresting dissidents. He starts arresting people inside of his own White House. He starts using the military to, I mean, we, uh, Michael Beschloss was discussing this with regard to what Nixon was planning. But, of course, we never heard about it until after the fact. But Nixon was actually, I mean, people were concerned that Nixon was going to surround the White House with tanks to make yeah. sure that he is not forcibly removed from office. And that Look is actual Look at the men that Trump honors. Yeah. He honors Putin. He yes. honors Kim Jong Un. He honors. I mm. mean, these are these are dictators. Oh um, yeah. You know, he he autocrats. He's he thinks these people are doing a great job. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I do. I believe that people around him would stop him from being able to use the military. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe, I think. Well, that's but, the sort of thing I think that they're saying that they're trying to prevent. They're they're trying to prevent him from doing anything that goes outside that 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 veers too outside the realms of constitutional strictures and so on but he's already out there for example he's already we just learned from the ap maybe seconds before we started the show that the trump administration is going to ignore this court order regarding these children in internment camps Mm -hmm. and so now he's already pushing outside the uh, the strictures of article three and mm-hmm. uh, and certainly Article Two, and so we're outside the bounds here. So if their goal is to stop Trump from going outside the bounds of the Constitution, they have failed on that front. And then you were talking, you're mentioning Kim Jong Un. Holy mm-hmm. shit! This tweet today, Kim Jong Un of North Korea proclaims unwavering faith in Donald Trump. In quotes. <laughs> 
Thank you to Chairman Kim. We will get it done together. This is this is Donald Trump saying, hey, look, Kim Jong-un, little rocket man, vouches Loves for me. me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, in that case, I guess this discussion is over. If Kim Jong-un... Letter of recommendation is coming from. <laughs> that's right? right. I mean, God damn it. Kim Jong-un, are you serious? God damn it. I mean, that is a staggering uh, vouch for Donald Trump's character. Kim Jong-un, for God's sake, that was the only guy. He reached down deep looking for foreign leaders who will support Donald Trump in a time of need. And he comes That's up where with he landed. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, it could have only been worse if he had said Vladimir Putin, Putin. right? Oh, that's next. Oh, that's, that's, that's next. Definitely, definitely next. It's going to be. I have I have a new conspiracy theory. Okay, let's it's hear not, it. I'm dying no, I don't know if conspiracy is the right word, but yeah. and this is totally founded on absolutely nothing. So I want to preface this. Okay. This is just my mind <laughs> running wild. What if Jess Sessions wearing a wire? Ah, see now. What if, if Jess Sessions flipped? And here's here's yeah. why. This is my, and again, uh, totally unfounded. I'm just giving you fodder to play with. I love that. But he has been insulted and demeaned and, uh, you know, he's he's been, I mean, the, Trump just continues to berate him publicly mm-hmm. and make him look like an idiot, yeah. right? Uh, and he sticks in there. Um, he has no reason to stick in there other than, uh, you know, if he were somehow uh, working on behalf of the special counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if there isn't some sort of, I mean, let's keep in mind, he lied to Congress yep. about his contacts and his conversations. That's right. Um, you know, we haven't heard a word, a peep about or from Flynn in a very long time. Right. Where's breakfast? Somehow I think Katie McFarland, where the heck did she go? Yeah. Right. To me, like all of this is interconnected. There's a whole thread here that nobody's talking about that I think Mueller is deep, 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 deep undercover on. Yeah. Um, and I think that there, there's something in there that nobody's talking about. And I, I just wonder if Sessions doesn't have information and they haven't turned around and said, look, here's what we know. Mueller says, here's what we know about you. Yeah. Here's how we're going to here's how you're going to exonerate yourself. Uh, and here's how you're going to help us out. That, that's, oh, wow. that's my latest theory. And, I and love again, the sound of it. Yeah, it's based on nothing. <laughs> it's based on nothing. And and last thing I want to do is make Jeff Sessions a hero in all of this. <laughs> yeah, but well, it's just another thread to consider in your off time. That's I mean, I'm, just think about it in terms, not only that, not only Jeff Sessions wearing a wire in furtherance of the Mueller investigation, but what right. if Jeff Sessions is the anonymous op-ed writer? I mean, as you know, Donald Trump has been pantsing Jeff Sessions on Twitter for like the last three, four weeks. I mean, literally like demeaning him using the diminutive first name thing where he was referring to him as Jeff. And, uh, and so this might be Jeff's revenge, wouldn't it? Like Jeff, Jeff getting payback at Donald Trump by going public and underscoring highlighting and therefore also verifying the claims in the Bob Woodward book. Um, by, you know, reinforcing everything with a, with an op-ed. I mean, it seems yeah, like that could I mean, be possible, too. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't too. feel like Sessions, no. but what do I know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, that wouldn't have been my guess. I mean, when people said Coates, I thought, hmm, like, that's, I mean, look, nobody's going to admit to it. Like, yeah. Coates is denying it, Pompeo's denying it. I mean, they're all denying it. Nobody's going to be like, oh, it was me. Yeah. I, you know, I wrote this anonymous op-ed, but 24 <laughs> hours later, I'm just going to admit it's me. Like, that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to say it's them. But, yeah. Eventually, I think we'll probably find out. I mean, this is a very like deep throat esque type thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, very much, but not with not with the honor and integrity. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like I could be wrong. I could be wrong on all of this. My, my favorite mind's to, gone, gone wild with it, and I'm like, what if Sessions is wearing a wire? Yeah. And my my favorite <laughs> deep throat uh, reference or my d- favorite deep throat takeoff is uh, behind the concept of Pence being the op-ed writer. Uh-huh. I'm liking the nickname Deep in the Closet. That that. <laughs> That being the, the, if Pence was the, the guy who wrote the op-ed. But uh, Axios is reporting today um, more from another another uh, resistance, I don't know what you even want to call them now, another person in this uh, cabal inside the White House saying, I find the reaction to the New York Times op-ed fascinating, that people seem so shocked that there is a resistance from the inside. One senior official said, a lot of us were wishing we'd been the writer, I suspect, I hope, Trump knows, maybe he does, that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of us. Yeah. There's a lot. And not a, and not a, not a single one has the integrity to quit. <laughs> I know. And go public. Well, you know, Jackie, it is the deep state. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the deep state. I mean, that's the crazy part. There's dozens and dozens of us who are still working for him. Yeah. Quit. Yeah. Publicly yeah. quit and say, I cannot work for this president anymore. He's a lunatic. Well, I'm just saying, what, what happens if they do all quit and then there's no one to stand between Trump and the button? You know what I mean? I was just thinking like, just, I'm not saying that that's that necessarily going rep- to happen. I'm just saying, maybe, I'm just gaming out scenarios. I don't know, but maybe they talk to the Republicans in Congress and they yeah. start impeachment proceedings and they start to remove him on the 25th Amendment or whatever it is they need to do. But, you know, maybe then some of these c- members of Congress will grow a spine and, and their balls will drop. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe there's something in this, but, yeah. but we need an impetus. We need, as opposed to the impotence, you yeah. know, we need, we need somebody to get this going because if they all believe this, I'm tired of, of the words and the lip service and the Paul Ryan saying he hasn't paid attention to it and the Lindsey Graham getting down on his knees. You know, the, McCain's body's not even cold yet. And, and, right, Lindsey. I mean, this is Lindsey is Graham go- down on his knees, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, I mean, what is going on? McConnell, I mean, these people, all of a sudden, yeah. I, it makes you think, Rand Paul, it makes you think that Russia's definitely not only got something on them, but has told them they've got something on them. Yeah, well, I think that's becoming more and more obvious by the day. I think we're talking about not only a compromised president, but a compromised party. I think there has been millions and millions and millions of dollars in Russian money funneled into Republican PACs and Republican campaign war chests, funneled through the NRA and -hmm. other intermediaries uh, from Russian oligarchs and the like. I think that is a a very, very distinct possibility. And what the reason for the utter panic and all of the outside the box machinations, including Devin Nunes switching cars and this sort of intrigue driving up to the White House in the middle of the night and so on. I I think this is all indicative of the fact that these people know that they're very, very close to being caught, and it is perhaps a party-ending scandal. Um, If if nothing else, at least a party-diminishing scandal where the Republicans perhaps become almost a permanent minority party where it's it's they're ongoing at just 30 percent where that's the the level of their support it's uh, not even about party this is a national security crisis i mean that's that's why we started the committee to investigate russia in the Mm -hmm. first place that's right right. this is this is all about i mean look i obviously come from a, a progressive bend and and you know, this is started, uh, you know, with the idea that you know, didn't come from, hey, we all love Trump, but mm-hmm. right. It came from an idea of, oh, my God, there's a Russian asset in the White House. Yeah. But it's a national security issue. This is a huge problem, folks. It's I mean, a crisis. I, it's a crisis. Yes. I've been saying it's a Trump crisis since day one. Day one. This is this is not this is not Democrats versus Republicans. This is our democracy is under attack. Mm-hmm. And if you care about this country and the way this country operates, this isn't just partisan squabbling. This is a national security crisis. Yep. And I know people are tired and they don't know what to do and they just want to tune it out and I don't care about politics and it doesn't uh, impact me and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, how could they do that now? I mean, now is when it's getting good. I mean, this is where, I mean, we're literally, I believe, we're at the beginning of the end right now. This because is where, it's exhausting. Yeah. Because there's a new crisis every second of every That's day. That's true. Like, when was the president the top three stories of the news uh, every single day? Yeah, well, this just, is, I mean... It just wasn't the case. I mean, it's its my theory that it's not a series of crises. It is one major crisis with a lot of aspects to it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like with 9-11. There was the first plane that hit the one building. And then there was another plane that hit another building. Then there was a plane that hit the Pentagon and so on and so on. The whole cascading series of events. And that's sort of the case now, but it's much more amplified. There are many more working pieces to this particular scandal. So it's a matter of uh, of just following j- the gradual and complete meltdown of not just Trump, but, but taking with him the American presidency and democratic institutions along with it. This is just a, a Russian carpet bombing of the entire works. And again, you can't disconnect Russia from any of this because it was Russia who installed Donald Trump here in the first place. So this is what Putin, and I, I don't often ascribe motives to Vladimir Putin, but this could be what Putin was looking for all along. Just a simple and utter chaos in the White House. Everything that is happening right now, even including this anonymous op-ed writer, is all part of Putin's plan, whether he whether whether he meant for there to be quizlings in the White House or not, this all plays into what Putin wanted, which is 
just absolute mayhem at the highest levels of the American government. Just proving if, that we're all a bunch of uh, of fuck ups playing grab ass in this country. I think that's if the. We're in disarray on the inside. Yeah. We're totally incapable of protecting ourselves from threats from the outside. Yeah, exactly. And that is the long term plan. Mm. I mean, Putin's not an idiot. He knows exactly what he's doing. All you have to do is read a history book or learn about his background to know what his intentions are and why he does what he does. Yep. There is a strategy to it. And Donald Trump is an idiot. He's paranoid. He's delusional. He's a narcissist. He's totally self-serving. This is a man who has cared about no one but himself uh, for 71 years, 72 years. I don't even know how old he is anymore. Yeah, 108. Um, yeah, exactly. And he all of a sudden decides he's found God and country. I mean, it's it, it's totally defies belief. I mean, this yeah. isn't this is a selfish, self-serving, narcissistic, paranoid, delusional human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to believe that he cares about anything but saving his own ass is is a joke. Yeah. So Vladimir Putin and his cronies see this. They offer Trump what he needs the most, which is money. He's willing to sell out the country. He's got zero patriotism. I mean, look at the way he treated John McCain. Yeah. Right? He's got zero patriotism. He's got zero honor. He can't even remember what foot the bone spurs were in to kept him out of Vietnam. <laughs> That's right. And, I mean, stories change day to day. Believe, yeah. Right. We're supposed to believe that he's working for you. I mean, he insults Southerners. He, he insults... I, I don't remember a time when the President of the United States, day in and day out broke down unemployment rates by ethnicity and gender. <laughs> that's right. But every, I mean, that's a, every single rally. Yeah, I mean, but all Every his, single rally, he talks about black unemployment, Hispanic mm-hmm. unemployment, Asian unemployment, yep. female, like as if the jobs are different <laughs> depending on your ethnicity and your gender. That's right. I mean, talk about somebody who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he just doesn't. About anybody or anything. So- to say that he somehow all of a sudden found patriotism, he's a pawn. <laughs> and he's so controlled by Russian money yeah. that if Vladimir Putin pulled the rug out from under him tomorrow, the entire house of cards would crumble. Oh, and yeah. he knows that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yep. No doubt. He uh, <laughs> he is uh, he's in major, major trouble. And he doesn't know what the hell to do about it right now. They don't know how to respond. They don't know Can how to react. We talk about active measures when we come back. I, I have a feeling oh. we're taking a break. I hear the music, but I yes. want to talk about active measures. Yes, we're going to talk about active measures. We're also going to talk about Trump's reaction to all of this because he went off last night in front of in front of a bunch of uh, of sheriffs who are all standing on their little bleachers inside the East Room. And Trump just went off for like six or eight minutes about this whole thing and just telegraphed and confirmed everything that was in that op-ed and everything that was in the Bob Woodward uh, uh, book excerpts in the Washington Post. So we're going to dig into that in just a second. But I got to tell you right now, Jackie, I I feel great. I feel like a million dollars because I, I actually had a great night's sleep last night. You did? Um, yeah. And it's... And it's it's partly because of the news, partly because I feel like we're coming to it now, where Donald Trump is finally, to a certain extent, caught. So I felt really good last night, but it was also because of my my bed sheets. I have brand new bed sheets. Kimberly Johnson and I have brand new bed sheets from Brooklinen.com. These are the most amazing sheets, and I'll tell you what, because I mean, for what many reasons. They are so cool to the touch. I mean, we're being burned alive out here on the East Coast with this heat wave and everything. And uh, and to have a, a cool set of sheets on a summer night like this is worth, God, it's worth its weight in gold. At the end of this stressful day, we slip into these great new sheets we discovered at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world with over 20,000 five-star reviews. A husband and wife team in Brooklyn wanted to uh, the kind of sheets you'd find in the nicest hotel rooms. You know what these are like? These are like hotel sheets, but even better. I mean, you you wouldn't believe how cool to the touch they are. Okay, I could go on, off on that for hours. But since most bedding is marked up as much as 300%, they didn't want to pay those inflated prices, so they cut out the middlemen while providing personal customer service. Brooklinen.com sheets come in your choice of fabrics and colors, and they look as great as they feel. Our Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets we've ever slept on. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Kimberly Johnson! Pursuing the agenda of manicide, here's Kimberly. To the radio studio. 
Let's see if she comes in. I want her to confirm how great these sheets are. Okay, we get it. You have a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer. Yes, Bob! Yes, Bob, the sheets are great! (laughs) Just for my listeners. Get $20 off. Yes, I love sleeping with you, Bob, on our new sheets! Kimberly Johnson in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Kimberly Johnson. Hey, welcome to it. Get $20 off and free shipping (laughs) when you use the promo code BOBC at brooklinen.com. That's $20 off and free shipping. Just use BOBC at brooklinen.com. Brooklyn is so sure you're going to love their sheets. There's a risk-free 30-night guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. But the only way to get 20 bucks off and free shipping is to use promo code BOBC at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com slash, well, not slash, but promo. put in the promo code BOBC once you get there. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. Seriously, they really, really are. The Bob Seska Show. All right, welcome back to our uh, Thursday show with Jackie Schechter from InvestigateRussia.org. Um, I guess we miss Kimberly Johnson. She didn't hear me shouting for her. She's she's uh, in her office right now just just steaming mad. She's been like Debbie Downer for the last few days. Why? Just, just utterly... Well, it's the Kavanaugh thing. It's the Kavanaugh hearings that she's concerned this guy's going to get through and roll back Roe v. Wade and, and all these uh, protections for... Uh, uh, women's rights and and yeah. reproductive rights and everything in between and you know we've got also uh, a huge fight going on right now in those hearings uh, with with Cory Booker and Kamala Harris Kamala Harris really sticking it to uh, to Kavanaugh we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes but I really I still want to dig into uh, what's been going on in the White House right now. Uh, as I said before the break, Trump, uh, Jackie was, and I'm sure you've seen the video by now, just went bananas last night with these sheriffs standing in the background. And, I, you know, I, I see clips like this and I hear the applause from some of the people and I, mm-hmm. and I can't help but to wonder whether or not they've been prompted from somewhere off camera. Like, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders is off camera going, okay, like doing the signal. All right, everybody, everybody start clapping for Mr. Trump. And they all. Yeah, it feels ah, like yeah. it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. He's still yeah, got knows? thirty. He's got what thirty-two percent or whatever the, whatever the base is that refuses to leave him, no matter how <laughs> many people he shoots on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. So, metaphorically, of course. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I wonder. They, they must heavily vet these people in yeah. terms of you know, are you supportive? Are you willing to stand on the bleachers behind him? Are you willing to smile? Are you willing to clap? I mean, it's a, it's a. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the pictures now as we talk, and it's one token black guy and then a bunch of old white oh, men. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't, and I say that, look, I don't mean any disrespect to who that gentleman is, but you're talking about a lifelong racist. So, yep. you know, if you're, if you care at all about your community, then as a woman, I can't support him. As a, you know, as a Jewish person, I can't support him. I would imagine as any sort of minority in this country, it's impossible to support him. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, can we even have a president who doesn't trust anyone inside the White House? The only people I mean, we've got reports now that he said the only people he trusts are his immediate family members. He doesn't trust anyone else. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was one of them? Oh, my God. That would be just oh, that would be the greatest thing in the world. If it was like, as I said, this on uh, Twitter yesterday, I said, you know what? They should take that op ed and and cross reference it to uh, things that Michelle Obama has written in the past. And that, that would be if only to rule out Melania Trump. From right. being the author. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, well, yeah. Now we she's coming out and saying that whoever the author is is sabotaging the country with, quote, cowardly actions. First of all, we know full well oh, she doesn't God. know what sabotage means. No. Um, and so if she's putting out any sort of statement and it's grammatically cor- correct, <laughs> we know it's not written by her. Be best. Uh, be best. Be best. There it is. It, it could be her. It could be, uh, I mean, your guess is as good as anyone's, I think. Uh, you know, it could be a name, could be a, someone we've never heard of before. I mean, whoever heard of George Papadopoulos before we started talking about George Papadopoulos. So, uh, but suffice to say, Biff is going volcanic inside the White House. And, of course he is. Yeah. And this was a little, little hint of that last night and standing in front of them sheriffs in. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. This hey, hey I asked the sheriffs, can you imagine this? We have somebody in what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance 
within the Trump administration. This, this is what we have to deal with. And, you know, the dishonest media, because you people deal with it as well as I do. But it's really a disgrace. Okay, I, I actually sped up the section where he's talking about all of his bullshit accomplishments, just so we can zip right through it. So just... Wait, uh, wait, wait. Before you go on, I want, okay. I want to stop for one second. Do all you right. realize what he thought the reporter said? Because they had to correct him. What happened? He thought the reporter said there's somebody that works at the New York Times that is in the resistance working in the White House. Like that's oh what my he God. thought so he, the reporter said. And the wow. reporter had to correct him and say, no, no, no. It's somebody who works in the White House oh my who wrote God, an op-ed right. at the New York Times. Because when you listen to him repeat it, what he says is, do you hear this? It's somebody at the failing New York Times who claims to be part of the resistance working in the White House. This is what we have to deal with. <laughs> All right, he doesn't understand. If you go listen to it again, if you okay. don't, he doesn't seem to understand that this is somebody in the White House who wrote an op-ed that the New York Times published. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's let's start this again, because I want to hear this. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Hey, hey, I asked the sheriff. Can you- it's, okay, because why? Because the, re- the reporter says, I am part of the resistance, so Trump thinks that reporter listen, is saying... Listen to what he says That next. reporter yeah. personally, okay. Imagine this. We have somebody in what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance within the Trump administration. Oh, maybe he's saying that there's someone who wrote for the New York Times. Maybe he that, thinks it's the a New York Times was, reporter. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That that guy, he's part of the resistance. Because you, know you hear the reporter go, no, 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 it's somebody. Listen to the rest of it. Okay, maybe that's the Okay, let's go back here uh, just one second. In what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance within the Trump administration. This, person this is what we have to deal with. And, you know, the dishonest media, because you people deal with it as well as I do, but it's really a disgrace. Uh, I, I will say this. Oh, yeah, you know, this is also part of the, his dueling counter narratives. On one hand, he say, and he tweeted this. It was so schizophrenic, this one tweet where he was like, oh, this is clearly a made up, another made up story where they made up a source. And if the, this source is the biggest gutless coward. And so he was yeah. actually yeah. confirming that there was a, a real life source after just saying that it was a made up source. So he's very, very confused about all of this. And I, like I said, this is further illustration, further vindication for all of the things that we've been saying about what Donald Trump is like, whether it's, you know, on camera or behind the scenes. It doesn't matter. He's just a doofus. It's hard to hear the correction, yeah. um, but but when you when you watch it, you can see the reporter go, no, 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 it's somebody who works in the, like, he, he believes that it's a reporter that somehow infiltrated the administration, as opposed to understanding that somebody in the administration wrote an op-ed that the New York Times published. I see, right, right. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's continue with this. Nobody has done what this administration's done. Right. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. It's just gonna... All the things, all the normal things that all presidents do, Trump is gonna now take credit for these as being accomplishments somehow. I signed executive orders. This is a great accomplishment. Yeah, every president signs executive orders. Biff, Jesus Christ. So he's going to go and go and go. There's been no legislation. He's passed nothing. Yeah, he's he's passed a tax cut, which is wildly unpopular, and which the Republicans are already considering revising and revisiting. All right. Oh, there, now he's back. Anonymous source within the administration, probably who's failing and probably here for all the wrong reasons now. And the New York Times is failing. If I weren't here, I believe the New York Times probably would. Yes. Uh, For all the wrong reasons is a reality TV show phrase. (laughs) I watch enough of that crap to know that they're like, he's here for the wrong reasons. It's like Uh, a Bachelor thing. It's a reality show thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm here for the wrong. She's here for the wrong reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. It's a that's a reality TV show phrase. He's just he's losing his mojo. I think mm-hmm. he really, really is. And the only mojo that he has is for self promotion, and he can't even do that. I mean, we see his tweets now. His little zingers about the Mueller investigation, for example, go on and on and on for far more than 240 characters, and that's just naming what the Mueller investigation is. It's the 13 angry Democrats who are now 17 angry Democrats who are highly conflicted, and it's a rig witch hunt. That's how he starts a tweet by describing the Mueller investigation before he even gets to what he wants to say about them. So he doesn't even know what to say. And then he dug way deep down to describe who this, what this person's motive is. And all he could come up with is, oh, this person's clearly failing, just like the failing New York Times. Everything is failing except for Trump. 
And so yeah, that's all. That's all he's in got. His administration failing. Like how yeah. is that? <laughs> I know. I know. They're failing. That person works for you. That's like, just that it. Failing? That's what the. I mean, again, we Jackie, we go back to the gaslighting because this is all about you know Donald Trump, for example, demonizing. People that he has appointed, people who work for him, whether they're Jeff Sessions or whether they're uh, uh, Christopher Ray or anyone inside, Rod Rosenstein, of course, all these people who Trump handpicked for those positions. I mean, Michael Cohen, for God's sake. I mean, mm-hmm. just on down the line. These are, and, and the most twisted thing, or one of the most twisted things that Trump's been able to accomplish is to get his own red hat supporters to go along with his attacks. On Trump's own people. I mean, on Trump's hand-picked uh, administration officials. I mean, this is just an amazing thing where, where Donald Trump has successfully gotten his people, his supporters, to summarily label a bunch of Trump hand-picked appointees as somehow being Democrats. I mean, we saw a thing with, uh, uh, I think, uh, he- Pete Hegseth saying something along the lines of of, uh, of Democrats in the Justice Department, uh, you know, stymieing Trump or whatever. I mean, where he is literally calling people like Rod Rosenstein Democrats. <laughs> I mean, again, this is the bottom of the barrel. They are scraping at next to nothing. They have got nothing left. I don't know that they know how to respond to this. And I think the safe money is to say that what they're going to do is Donald Trump is just going to do the whole, you know, fake news, rigged witch hunt thing. But with regard to this editorial writer and and then he's just going to hope that it goes away. I mean, that seems to be the most obvious strategy they're going to take, but it could be any number of things. We just don't know. Um, But. (laughs) The only thing that I think we can assume is that he's going to do the same as he always does. But this does not go away, as far as I'm concerned. No, of course not. And plus, you know, this this whole op-ed situation, too, I mean, this this fuels the Donald Trump paranoia, right, yeah. in a way that nothing else possibly could. Right. Because this is... This is this is everything he feared coming to light. Yeah. Is being found out as a fraud, being undermined, being second-guessed. Uh, you know, he demands this loyalty. He's got these non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is everything that he that he runs on. This yeah. is his gasoline. This is his fuel. Yeah, it's just um, so bizarre. He that doesn't he... let shit go. He's no. not a let shit go kind of guy. Right. Um, so this just gets worse from here on out. But it just seems like, it seems so strange, and I guess this goes back to my ongoing thesis with Trump, is that Trump always makes things worse for Trump. And right. this is how he runs things. He runs things where he gets people who uh, distrust each other and dislike each other, and there's lots of backbiting and fighting and infighting, and people undermining Trump himself and undermining each other, and it's this uh, this chaos style that uh, this transactional way of doing things that uh, is just not working for him, and he just doesn't seem to realize that in the process of trying to extricate himself from all of these investigations and all of these allegations, he is actually digging his grave deeper and deeper and deeper as he goes. Uh, But again, it's not an exception. It's not a glitch. This is how he runs things. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling to even consider that as being uh, his personal strategy in terms terms of his leadership style. I I just, uh, it's, it's hard for... I think those of us who are normal to understand why and how Trump does what he does, which is one of the reasons why we're all just so baffled by his decision making. But suffice to say, I mean, we've seen no worse decision making in our lifetimes other than, say, Walter White in Breaking Bad, who just made (laughs) one bad decision after another. And that seems to be. Donald Trump in a way, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course. I, you know, one of the things that I keeps getting me every time he says this is when he talks about how he's going to win in twenty twenty. Yeah, like he did, <laughs> he didn't want the job in the first place, right? And he he doesn't like doing it. He's he's clearly miserable. Nobody golfs this much if they're happy at their job. <laughs> so the fact that he discusses that he's going to run again in 2020 and do this again for another four years cracks me up every time yeah. he says it. Like, I, I don't think he likes where he is now. What he's going to go through this all over again and do another four years. I mean, I, God willing, he doesn't make it that far, but yeah. I, 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 every time he says it, he talks about nobody's going to beat us in 2020. I bring it on in 2020. Like, 
dude, you didn't want to win the first. I mean, he wanted the win. He didn't want the job <laughs> yep. the first time around. And now you're going out and saying you want to do it. He does these rallies because they're ego strokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't do any of this because he clearly wants to be president again. Yeah. He right. doesn't know what else to do. But he doesn't like the job. He doesn't want to do the job anymore. Mm-hmm. By the way, another endless cocaine rant is happening tonight in uh, Montana, I think. He's going to oh, be flying out to Montana. Fun. So this should be... An interesting one because you know he's going to have some shit to say about Bob Woodward. He's going to have some shit to say about the Washington Post and the New York Times and whoever this quote unquote gutless coward is inside the White House. I mean, he's just, again, he's just going to make things worse for himself, is what he's going to do. You've got people whose entire careers are on the line. Uh, Mm -hmm. People like Bob Woodward or Bob Mueller, all the Bobs. Yeah, all the Bobs. Um, They're not going to risk that. On Trump if they don't have the goods. Yeah. And I, I think you need to keep that in mind, right? Robert Mueller is a war hero. He's, he's, he's served this country his entire life. He's not going to all of a sudden ruin that on a, on a skimpy non-investigation investigation, <laughs> right? right? This, that's why this is taking some time, is that Mueller's going to build a rock-solid airtight case mm-hmm. before he makes it public. And the stuff that we're finding out now are all building blocks towards that. This is his... This is his, uh, you know, his big finish. Yeah. And, and Mueller's not going to destroy his legacy on something that, that with, there's no there there. There's no, you know, he's not going to rest it on a witch hunt. Yeah, that's right. So we have to be patient. The same thing with Bob Woodward, right? Like Woodward is known for Watergate. He's known for breaking that with Bernstein, breaking that wide open. And, and he's not going to ruin that legacy by writing a book that's baloney. Yeah. So you, you have to keep in mind, whereas Trump is a stack of failures wrapped in a giant pudgy guy who cheats at golf. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, By the way, I'm not to be totally shallow, but in yesterday's little rant that he went off on in the East Room in front of the law enforcement, did he look particularly fat or was it just me? Oh, he looks huge right now. Like he is I mean, big, totally fat, eating. He's, sweaty, yeah. and yeah. He's eating his feelings. <laughs> he's eating his feelings. He's, like he's a big guy, whatever, but I'm watching him yesterday pull whatever that article was out of his coat pocket <laughs> thinking, <laughs> yes. oh my God, he's a large human. And he then he used, waddling around the East Room sweating and ranting. Sweating and ranting. And then he used, he was presenting some plaque to the sheriffs or they presented him a plaque which oh, he proceeded really? to use as a clipboard for his oh, list on. of accomplishments yes he used it as a clip he took the plaque and he's got his papers that he pulled out of his pocket and he unfolds the the list of accomplishments that he's got because he needs notes to remember his own accomplishments for some reason yeah. and then he yeah. puts them on top of the back of the plaque oh, and holds God. both the papers and the plaque like it's a clipboard and is reading the accomplishments off the Oh my God, this guy. All right, we got to take one last break. And when we come back, we're going to mention real quick what's happening at the Kavanaugh hearings. And then, uh, and then we're going to wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. You know exactly what to do. Get going, go shopping, have a good time, while, even while you're listening to the show if you have to. It's at BobSeska.com, the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. Click it, and it takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, but we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. Thank you for doing that. Okay, uh, we have a few minutes left here with Jackie Schechner from InvestigateRussia.org. Let's dig into what's happening at the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, Specifically, 
Kamala Harris just annihilated Brett Kavanaugh. That was so good. Here's a little bit. So good. I know. This is uh, Kamala Harris asking Brett Kavanaugh as to whether or not he spoke with anyone at Mark Kazowitz's law firm. And Kavanaugh, this is Mark Kazowitz. This is Donald Trump's, one of Donald Trump's personal personal lawyers. He's not working on Russia anymore, but it's possible that Brett Kavanaugh had meetings with uh, at least uh, a few of those uh, lawyers there at uh, Trump's law firm. At least it seems like it. He's dodging in a way that makes it seem like it. Well, let's, let's dig into this audio a little bit. Have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Well, it's uh, in the wow. news every day. I, Have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. Uh, Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at <laughs> Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? <laughs> uh, Be sure about your answer, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, God, I love that little. I'm not remembering, but if you have something, yeah. you. Are you certain you've not had a conversation with anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz, Benson. Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, which is the law firm founded. He's like, this Kasowitz, I don't... I... He just doesn't know. I'm just waiting for the Jeopardy music to come in at some point. Uh, Can you spell that name? Use Kasowitz in a sentence, please. Use it in a sentence. Can I have the origin of the word, please? (laughs) I'm Mark Kasowitz, who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller (laughs) or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct <laughs> No, no, you talk to Mark Kazowitz's dog. Yeah. You, you had a little kind of, Mark Kazowitz has a pet monkey, and you guys had a little chit-chat. That's not what he said. Of course it's a person! Question, yes or no? I, I need to know the... Uh, I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talked with. Yeah. Who'd you talk to? I don't think I, I, I'm not remembering. But oh, I'm he's happy. lying. Oh, he's lying. He is lying. He is lying. Lying, lying, lying. Of course Dodging he's lying. lying. If you're close enough with somebody to have a conversation about the Mueller investigation, you know exactly who they are and who they work for. Exactly. Especially if they're, yeah, especially if they're linked to the, the Mueller investigation as Mark Kazowitz has been Correct. since the beginning, God damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, at the same time. As if that wasn't bad enough. And that's still going to develop as uh, time goes on through the rest of the day. But uh, there's also this situation with Cory Booker where he released these emails, these Brett Kavanaugh emails in which Kavanaugh, I think, defends racial racial profiling. And and the release of these emails is happening in violation of committee rules. So. It's possible, and I don't know, this may be happening as we're doing the show. I have no way of knowing right now. Um, it's possible that, that Cory Booker could get kicked out of the Senate. I mean, he could yeah, at the I very least the get Democrats censured. Are, well, the Democrats are going to stand with him, and it's sort of yeah. like if you go after him, go after all of us, which I think will probably save him on that front. Um, yeah. And the emails are hard to discern, I have to say. I mean, I, I it's hard to... to decipher exactly what's being said but what I will say is that what they prove is that these emails that are being hidden are not national security risks exactly right and by the way there is no national security concern the Democrats are are revealing that the Republicans have been lying about why they're keeping all this information hidden and I think that's the big takeaway well this may precipitate a walkout I think that would be a good news that would be a good thing it would be a good upshot of, or it could be exactly why Cory Booker is doing what he's doing to prompt the Democrats to get up and walk out of this committee hearing uh, for Brett Kavanaugh. Not that so the we'll content see. of the emails isn't isn't important, and I and yeah. I do think it addresses the issue of racial profiling or or affirmative action. But what I want to say is that what it's proving, in addition to that, is that the Republicans are lying about why they're keeping these documents secret. Exactly right. Well, the other thing is that speaking of national security, I mean, Trump on Twitter yesterday said that the uh, the the people who spoke with uh, Bob Woodward for his book also could be violating national security, or was it the the writer of this op-ed? Either way. Trump is saying that the people who have talked to Bob Woodward or talked to the New York Times have not only committed treason, but they're violating national security. And there is nothing regarding national security in any of this crap, except for the fact that the longest paragraph, by the way, in this op-ed from yesterday was the paragraph about Russia. 
And I think that, that kind of leads us to believe that maybe it's someone in the national security uh, intelligence community establishment. So we'll see we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Jackie Schechter can be found at investigaterussia.org. We've got the postmortem show coming up, but I think Jackie has got to ski-daddle. So it may Sadly. just... Sadly. We'll, we'll, we'll hang on to you. I got another op-ed to write. Ah, we're gonna, <laughs> that's right. We're going to hang on to you for a couple of seconds into the sure. post-mortem show. But when you got to go, you got to go. So that's fine. Just leave when you got to... Just, just get up and walk away. Just turn off your microphone <laughs> and just, just, just depart. Uh, so we're going to do that next at, a, at our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com. Click the all caps Patreon link. You can also listen to... Buzz Burbank and I reading the entire Washington Post article with the excerpts from the Woodward book. I made that its own file on our Patreon page for our $1 a month plus listeners. So everyone who's on our Patreon page subscribing at $1 a month or more gets to listen to that little excerpt. It was lots of fun, about 20 minutes long. And uh, you get to hear Buzz and me reading that whole thing. So go do that now. All right, Postmortem Show coming up next. We will see you on the after party on Friday with Kimberly Johnson. More news and fun to come. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? <laughs>